0: Yo, yo, yo! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the uh, a special Sunday episode of Omni Bros Live. Uh, this is way back, if you guys remember. This is like the coffee with the Omni Bros show on Sunday. Everybody, my name is Gabe. Gabe loves '90s comics here on Omni Bros Live. Along with my fellow compatriots, we do got my boy Lou, Comics Guide 101. Say what's up to everybody.
1: What's up, brother? It's, uh, it's a beautiful Sunday over here in Miami. We're kind of just relaxing. Well, we may or may not get hit with a storm in a few days, so it's kind of uh, just chilling here. Are
0: you getting the same storm that that Geo got? Is it coming up your way? or?
1: Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the the okay. storm that Geo got. We're just getting hit with a storm. But the thing is, if you've lived in Florida long enough, unless it's like a three, a category three of anything, mm-hmm. you're just
0: like, eh, okay. Yeah, that's like coming from California. We're like, oh, the earthquake was only a four, whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wake me up when it's a wake me up when it's a seven.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's when it starts getting into like, oh, this is a four. I'm starting to get nervous. And this, what they're saying, if it hits us, if it hits us directly, it will hit mm-hmm. us. Um, it'll be probably like a low two at best, so it won't be that bad. On the bright side well, is i i won't have to go to work
0: so i'm good with that <laughs> speaking right. of the bright side everybody uh omni bros live if you did not know is sponsored by our wonderful amazing sponsor InStock trades that's right everybody i haven't done this spot in a while um in stocktrades.com long long time sponsor here at omni bros life for at least five years Best website where you can go get your all your collected edition uh, purchasing needs, omnibuses, trade paperbacks, hardcovers, Marvel Epic Collections, anything and everything collected edition related, manga as well, up to 50% off. That's right, up to 50% off on all your awesome trade paperback and an omnibus requirements and needs each and every week we do a episode that will uh, talk about the new releases coming out every week. So always check us out on Monday for that and get your purchases done at InStockTrades.com where you in the United States can get free shipping on orders of $50 or more. Awesome packaging, the best packaging, great customer service, InStockTrade.com. I've been sponsoring the show for a very, very long time. It's like five years. Um, and also, I think it's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Dang it. Tomorrow already is the uh trades $50 gift card giveaway right here on Omnibros Live on tomorrow's show. That is at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. So we give it away live on the show. So you do need to be here and hang out on the show to enter the contest and win that fifty dollars gift card. Also, uh, I think I got everything. Is it the whole spot for IST? It's been a minute since I've done it, but uh, yeah, visit In Stock Trade for all your awesome needs. And then also, everybody, uh, anybody here who's an audio podcast listener, Omni Bros Live. We are also on all your favorite podcast platforms and aggregators. We're talking about Stitcher. Spotify, Apple Podcast, um iHeartRadio, anywhere, if it's on your phone and you want to listen to podcasts on it, you could find us there. Um, so subscribe there if you're a fan of audio podcasts. It's the same v- version of this, but if you're more of an audio podcast person, that's going to be your spot to check us out when you're at the gym, on your commute, hanging out at work, all that kind of fun stuff for our show. So everybody also check us out there on all your favorite podcast platforms. Word. Man, it's been a minute since we've done a Sunday show. It's been off the it schedule has. for a while. Yeah, it's been great. It has.
1: It has. I know there, there have been a few fans that have been like, man, I wish you guys would go back to do Sundays because it just falls better on the schedule. Uh, but the reality is Sundays is kind of a little busy for me and for pretty much everybody else. And that's kind of why we shifted stuff to Wednesday for a while. But uh, we didn't we didn't get to do a show Wednesday. So I figured, yeah, well, this Sunday won't be too bad.
0: Yeah, might as well. It's fun. This is a nice little fun Sunday show. Yeah. Probably not going to run, you know, your typical Omnibro three-hour show. But yeah, this is always a good time to just kind of hang out. Because it's going to be like a Q&A session everybody. So if you got questions, throw that into the chat. Um, topics you want to bring up. Anything of the sorts like that. So we're going to really make this really fun and malleable. Um, where we're just going to hang out, chat. You know, it's coffee, right? We're just hanging out, having a coffee. Um, shoot us some questions, some topics, some news. And we're just going to get into it and just hang out for the day. It's going to be a fun time.
1: So, I was thinking about this yesterday of uh, what are some things that we have lost in the last few years? And I'm talking about generational things, things that you and I grew up with and stuff like that. And one of the things that first hit me really hard was we have lost the Saturday morning cartoons. That's the worst. That's yeah, the worst.
0: In my house, Saturday mornings is for cartoons. I still have, watch. You cartoons still do it on Saturday morning. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a that's a really sad thing that we've lost. You know, yeah. because we don't have things anymore. Like we don't really need like oh I have to be awake at seven thirty because mm-hmm. the Gargoyles is on or, or whatever. You can watch. <laughs> you can watch that. You can watch TV anytime, any show, anytime you want. Right. Yeah. So there's no need of that. Oh, yeah, I got to sit here and get my cereal and I'm gonna be just planted on this couch or for me i was planted on the on the floor in front of the tv of my cereal just because you know the next four or five hours is all the best cartoons and i'm going to sit there and just watch cartoons for the rest of the morning yep yep because yep. it was that as long saturday, as it wasn't cleaning a uh, cleaning saturday morning where i had to get up and clean that that's
1: true that's true that, that's another thing if you grew up in a, in a latino household the minute you heard spanish music playing in the background you're yeah. fucked your saturday is done
0: Oh, yeah, you, you would wake up and smell the cleaning products. you like, oh, God, all right, I'm not going to be able to watch Batman today. I'm going <laughs> to miss out on X-Men. This is going to suck. And it was the worst. And back then, been. you couldn't just be like, oh, well, I'll just watch it again later. Right. You know, there, there'd be reruns, but you have to wait till like, summertime, you know, or right. something like that to catch up on any yes. episodes that you missed if it got rerunned. You know, a lot of and times you watch cool. something you never yeah. see it again.
1: You you go to school and all your friends are talking about it. And you're like, shut, shut, shut up, shut up, shut yeah. up, like, oh, shut up. really? Really?
0: Yeah. really? Cable showed up. Deadpool was in this one. What? What? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's or maybe you had a friend that recorded it and you'd be like, oh dude, yeah. like, let me borrow your tape if you recorded it. I used to record all all the ex- I used to have like a household of just VHS's of all my old like, cartoons mm-hmm. and stuff. I would watch.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was the only one
0: in the house that knew how to program the VCR. For me, so well, I used to I, be I, able to like set things ahead of time. Like, oh, okay, 8 p.m. We got to watch, you know, I don't know, Malcolm in the Middle or whatever, right? And I was the only one that knew how to like record it.
1: Yeah, for me, I, I it was Pokemon, like, because I was the Pokemon yeah. generation. I was the generation that was just at that age where right. it hit and we were obsessed with the card games. We were obsessed with watching <laughs> the anime and stuff like that and the video games and stuff like that. <clears throat> so the big thing was Saturday mornings, wake up. You know, get the bowl of cereal out. Your parents are probably still asleep. You sneak mm-hmm. into the living room, try not to make any noise. And you'd pop down and you start watching cartoons. And you wouldn't stop till about 12 o'clock when, like, the 700 Club came on. You're like, what the fuck is the <laughs> 700 Club? I don't that was the shit.
0: creepiest show, dude.
1: I was like, what is the 700 Club? Yeah. <laughs> to this day, I still don't know what the hell the 700 Club. It's
0: a religious thing, isn't it? Right. It was another one of those, like, televangelist kind of things. Yeah. Oh, okay. If I remember right. I mean, I barely that was oh that's that's when you knew all right it's time to I'll, I'll join in and start cleaning now because I already watched Mortal Kombat for the day or something. A uh, true graphic novel fan mentions there were so many animated TV shows to watch in the '90s, mm. dude. There was it was nonstop, nonstop stuff, and then he also mentioned that there's a lot of superhero stuff too. That was like that's the prime era for me for for cartoons because in the '80s hey, yeah. a lot of great stuff in the '80s. Okay you know, Transformers and all that, and, you know, Thundercats, G.I. Joe, all those like classic iconic cartoons. But those were all just half hour commercials.
1: Yes. Right? It was all it was- about
0: just trying to sell the toys and things of the sorts yeah. like that. Where I felt like in the 90s is when you started getting actual like storytelling and actual like development of characters and mm-hmm. and, and pathos and, and things of the sorts like that that's when it happened back in the 90s for me where it was like okay yeah sure it's it's batman i can go buy a batman toy that i really want because it's on the show but at the same time it's actually like a really good story and i'm getting character development like you know um, like the mr freeze episodes and the harley oh, quinn stuff and things like that
1: yeah, it's great. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Mister Freeze didn't really have necessarily necessarily an origin until the animated series, right? That was where he I believe so.
0: I, at least the origin story of him losing his wife or having his wife in in, in, in uh, uh, stasis or whatever. Okay, I thought so. I think that came from the show itself. I might be wrong, but I don't think that was in the cartoon at all, or in the in the comics at all at the time. I think he was just a an yeah. ice villain you know, generic action yeah. villain for Superman or for Batman at that point.
1: Did you ever read that one shot that Scott
0: Snyder did for Mr. Freeze's origin? Yeah, yeah. The one with the Jay Lee cover or something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What would you think of that? I actually liked it. It, it was great. I mean that anything Scott Snyder did in that time frame with that early New 52 stuff is untouchable. Like almost everything he did was was fantastic. It was really good. Yeah. It was really, really good. Uh, Kenny Crayley in the chat. uh, Question, guys, what makes the character of Superman Clark Kent so special? For me, he's a friend, and that's what people need the most. Uh, A really good uh, neighbor. He represents the best of all of us and inspires us. I think that's true as well. Um, That and also the fact of him being the most powerful character, the most powerful person on Earth. Right, he's an alien. He comes to Earth. He's got all the yeah. superpowers, all the super strength, but he he uses that to help, as opposed to being like a terror or trying to make it for his own his own gain. Right. So the idea of that most people, if they had that kind of power, would use that to their own benefit to gain their own to gain more power more control. Where for him, he's using that as more of a protection for 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 us who are you know lesser beings and things of the sorts like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I 100% agree with both of you. I think, I think the thing that makes Superman fun is that <laughs> at the end of the day, Superman is, for me, the best iterations of Superman are always more of the lighthearted iterations or the fun ones. Mm-hmm. I think Superman, by his very nature, is supposed to be a fun character. And I think when you start doing and going way too dark with it, you kind of lose a little bit of some of that mystique and some of that essence of the character, which is why I love All Star Superman. I think All Star Superman is the greatest Superman story ever told because Grant Morrison understands I can tell the story where Superman is in danger or it's pretty dark. I mean, for yeah. the love of God, then the story is pretty much dying of cancer, and I could still make it lighthearted and still a very beautiful story and still a very touching and moving story. I think what the issue for me with the Snyderverse stuff is. The best stuff with that is more of the lighthearted stuff. The time where he first learns how to fly is great. Mm -hmm. 90%. Henry Cavill is still, to me, a great Superman. He just hasn't been given the right material to work with. And that moment where he's taking off and you see he's actually having fun with it and he's enjoying it like, this is a breath of fresh air in this movie because you're taking yourself way too seriously and so dark in this. That is just not fun. I'm not really having too much fun with it, even though I do enjoy Man of Steel for what it is. Superman and Lois balances it out really well. That's a good Superman TV
0: series. Is it? I haven't watched it yet.
1: It No, is. I've seen the first – my wife and I started it. We've watched the first four episodes, I think, and we've been enjoying it a lot because they balance it out really well, and they, they know how to strike a good tone. The first episode, he lifts up a car and he saves somebody, and then a kid comes up and says, Oh my God, like cool suit. And he goes, Thanks, my mom made it for me. And he gives his yeah. mom and he flies off. I'm like, You guys get yeah. it. You guys understand yeah. the character. Okay. Exactly.
0: He's a super powerful character, but he's grounded. Yeah. He's a grounded character. And that's the best stuff. Or even um, going back, since you mentioned All Star Superman, he can still do like dark stuff in terms of like, stuff that's kind of depressing, like there's that issue yeah. of the uh, girl that wanted to jump off the building, and he sits there with her and kind of talks her down, and it's things like that, it's it's, it's him having humanity him being, it's the same thing there's a very kind of correlational line I think between someone like him and Captain America, where it's somebody who yeah. they have all this power, but they're grounded and they're fairly normal, typical people mm-hmm. as well, who just happens to have these superpowers that he keeps in a reserve and he keeps kind of close to the to, to the vest until he's needed. Until it's like, oh, here's this big super, you know, super villain vet or threat, and then it becomes, bang, pow, cosmic blow up, you know, fights and stuff like that. But the grounded stuff is some of the best stuff, and that's why, and the humor and the things like that, that's why still to today, I think the best Superman we've ever gotten is that uh, Tim verse like Justice League of America stuff. Oh, it's great! It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, or even that original cartoon as well. You know, just the plain Superman cartoon itself. That, that's some of the best Superman re- we've ever gotten mm-hmm. outside of yeah. the comics. You know, but it's a great representation. Yeah, he's super powerful, and he's leader of the Justice League and all that stuff. But you know, still he, you know, he hangs out with Jimmy, and him and Jimmy have coffee and hang out and eat, and he, he dates Lois, and and at the same time battles Darkseid. You know, things of that sort. So,
1: yeah, there's a there is a reason why. Movie wise, I still think well, the Brandon Ralph one wasn't
0: bad. I think it, I think it was it was okay. I think, I think it was think, fine up until the moment that he had a kid, and I was like, oh, yeah, God. yeah. Which I mean, that always they, ruins yeah, I, like, these types of characters for me. Is when they start getting married and having kids, and then it just turns into like, all right, well, I got to worry about my you know my property tax.
1: Well, I, I mean, Superman and Lois is, deals with a lot of that stuff, but I think they balance it out pretty well. He has okay. two kids in this and you know most recently in the last what would you say 10 years superman has a son now um
0: yeah and
1: that's, that's great though
0: day. because it was cuz in the movie it was like a nothing wrong about being like a bastard child or anything like that but it's just the fact that they just kind of just sprung it on out of nowhere yeah. right yeah. as opposed to being like oh hey you know him and Lois you know you know you know they they're a family and they were brought to, you know that's that's the aspect right there i just i just i just spit it out it's cuz it's a family whereas right. opposed to in the Brandon Roth movie, it was just like, "Oh, hey, Lois has this kid." No, oh, that's interesting. You know, then like, yeah. you know, the third act of the movie, you're like, "Oh, it's Superman's kid." You're like, "Oh, well, that's kind of weird," you know. But for mm-hmm. you know, Jonathan Kent is the best addition they've done to Superman. They always try to change yeah. Superman up, give him yeah. new wacky powers like solar flare or, or, or things of the sorts like that. But him having a son and that interaction he had with young Jonathan and Super Sons. The best thing we've ever gotten, and the worst thing that ever happened is when they aged them up and took that away from us. I agree they I, should have kept Jonathan Kent as a a ten year old kid forever
1: there was there there was still so much they could do with that and i've been I've read a little bit of the Tom Taylor stuff, and the Tom Taylor stuff is as you would expect, it's great because it's Tom yeah. Taylor. but for me, that super son's storyline. Is a modern day classic and mm-hmm. it's so much fucking fun. Just him and Damien and seeing that banter between the two and how their mm-hmm. personality is bigger between the two. I kind of feel like them aging them, <clears throat> aging them up, we lost a lot of potential stories with that.
0: It, it, it not to get on the negative side of things, but it, it, it changed the trajectory. Yeah. It changed the trajectory. I think we, we've, we had the idea of, Damien and Jonathan having their own relationship and you know, as friends and their own bickering and their own back and forth and more storylines that could have came out of that. And then you took Jonathan out of it, aged him up, and I think that affected Damien. I think that that weakened Damien's character without mm-hmm. without Jonathan. I think it weakened his character and took away a lot of things that they could have done with him. As opposed to him now like as just being like a murderer, you know, assassin guild trained kid, which I get. You know, but that's kind of his only niche now. It's not him growing and learning okay. through Jonathan, which is what was great about Super Sons, is that he was learning how to be like a better person through Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we lost all that. and that. That's too bad. You know, my head cannon never happened. It's always Super Sons. Do you always remember? Still.
1: Do you remember when they first introduced Damien? He was a little shit from the very beginning. Yeah. He kicked him. Was it Tim Drake's ass, right? In the first in the first issue, they
0: introduced him. Yeah, yeah, they got into a fight. Now, I don't know if it was the first issue, but yeah, there was a, yeah, they, they, they battled a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Damien just shows up on Bruce's doorstep and he's like, Yeah, my mom's Talia Al Ghul. You're my dad. Um,
0: <laughs> and, and I'm here. Well, it was the thing of, like, yeah, where again, he, it, Grant Morrison introduces his character, right? And nobody knew what to do with him. They even yeah. killed him. They even killed him at one point. Spoilers. But it was the idea that he always, what I liked about him, and what I always saw was that he always needed some kind of an anchor to be a grounded character because he was a trained assassin. He was just a murderer machine. Born, bred, grown up, raised as a killer. But then he came into the DC universe when he was introduced and then he was that killer character. But then he got hooked up with uh, Dick Grayson as Batman,
1: yeah.
0: And he was learning stuff through him. He was becoming a better character, a better person through Dick. And then Windows. New Fifty Two, he got he got hooked up with his dad. Him and dad, him and Bruce, you know, started developing a father son relationship. And he was learning stuff through his dad, being a better character through his dad, and a better person through his dad. Then the same thing with Damien or yeah. with uh, Jonathan, and then they took that away. But he's a character that like. Nobody knows what to do with them, and he needs that anchor to kind of yeah. be like, all right well you're, you're going overboard or you know we don't do that, Damien or you know just because you're a trained assassin doesn't mean that you need to kill this person immediately." and that kind yeah. of
1: thing. and that, that to me was the highlight of Grant Morrison's run and I fuck I could have gotten 20 30 more issues of that that Batman mm-hmm. and um, Robin run where yeah. it was Damien and it was Tim uh, not Tim Drake. Was Dick Grayson Dick. under the pile? Yeah. I could have gotten 20 issues of that with uh, <laughs> what was it? Not Jerome Opinion, I'm blanking on the artist. Um,
0: uh, it was Frank Quietly, Chris Burnham. Yeah. Was,
1: yeah, yeah, the artists on that were great, and the thing is, it only lasted like 10 fucking issues. Oh, god, I was so pissed when they killed him, and then they ended the series after about 10 issues. I'm like, you gotta be yeah. kidding, this was so good. Why didn't you keep this dynamic? I could. I, I honestly would have loved to, for them to continue doing Dick Grayson mm-hmm. under the cowl. Why oh, yeah. did they not keep going with that? I, I, I We've gotten so many fucking years of Bruce under the cowl. And then they st- you got so many great stories out of that. You got Scott Snyder writing Black Mirror, which was, mm-hmm. to me, his still best. The still best thing that oh, he's yeah. written. Oh, yeah. That's Wars.
0: better than, than Court of Owls.
1: Yes. 100%. 100%. The Black Mirror is still the best thing he's ever written. And the final fucking page of Black Mirror is haunting. It is chilling mm-hmm. how that story ends. Because you don't know.
0: With the baby in the this, carriage thing?
1: You don't know how this is going to play out. Mm-hmm. Because technically, the bad guy won in that story.
0: Yep. And that was the first time that we ever seen the return of, uh, of Jim, James Gordon again. And he ended up being like this crazy psychopath. Yeah, that, that, those like last couple of years of DC right before the new 52 reboot was some of the best stuff I liked as well. So, Dude, that, and then going into we, new 52, we, we, that all, flash stuff right before that, the Green great, Lantern
1: stuff right before that, great stuff. Red Robin, yeah. that red, that oh my a red god,
0: Robin miniseries
1: that is now mm-hmm. ridiculously out of print. It's hard to get a hold of, but it's gold, guys. It is yeah. such a great little series.
0: Yeah, if anybody doesn't know about it, we should read it and talk about it. I would love to do more like shows where we're like, okay, let's read the story and let's talk about it, kind of thing. Right. But that's a great one. The book is hard to find. Those, they're out of print. I have the single issues, I think all of them, except for maybe like the last two issues. But it is, for those of you who don't know, it's Batman's dead at this point. Okay. This is the whole thing when he's going through time and all that stuff right after Final Crisis and hoopla and crazy craziness right but it's everybody's accept that he's dead because they saw the body and they saw what happened with Darkseid and superman you know carries out this you know corpse of a body and stuff like that right but tim tim drake this whole time's like he's not dead he's not dead there's something not right there's something fishy there's something in the air this does not set right and he starts finding these little clues so he takes on this different persona called red robin and it's him traveling the world going i'm gonna find batman he's still alive bruce is still alive i'm gonna find him and he's like it's it's him as like this this globe trotting investigation that he's doing and it's great nobody talks about it nobody talks about it it's a forgotten series it's that um god the uh stephanie brown batgirl stuff at that time too Dude, Superboy by Jeff Lemire. That was only about... Oh my god, years. that was such a good series. Yeah, it was I mean, he was fucking fantastic, but we lost it because of New 52. Yep. We lost a lot of good stuff for New 52. Wow, that Jeff Lemire Superboy stuff? Damn it. I, I totally forgot about that until right now, how good that stuff was.
1: God. Well, he's dealing with the existential crisis
0: of who he is because he's like, I'm, I'm a clone. Well, It's the whole thing of him dealing with being part Lex and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, I forgot about that series. i'm going to look that up it's worth reading red robin all right we're going to do recommendations real quick this is a recommendation show real fast even you got like who cares go go on like readcomics.com or whatever and just read these books you know do it digitally i don't know if they're available on like the dc app or 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 whatever any Mm -hmm. by any means possible yeah check out red robin check out that jeff lemire superboy series yeah it's fantastic nobody ever talks about it it's one of those things where it's like oh this is my precious little book that nobody knows about I'm just gonna put it away. yeah man yeah. good stuff it's a shame
1: it's a damn shame you know we look and and there's there's always these little gems that you're unless you know you're gonna miss out which is a shame
0: yeah but you know it's one of those things where it, it, it's not doesn't count anymore, or however you want to count it, or whatever. But it's still there. You can still read it, and you can still have it for yourself and read it and have that experience. God, I think that Red Robin series was written by was it Fabian Nicieza? I think for a while he wrote that series. It was so good. Uh, let me see.
1: Fabian, yep, nailed it. Yeah, guys, it's on. You can read it on Comicsology Unlimited. I think most of it is up there now. Okay. It's actually a pretty lengthy series. He's got. It's like, a, yeah. it's like
0: 20, 25 issues, something like that, yeah. maybe? It's about 25 issues. Okay. What about that Superboy? Look at that. You know what? Just look this up, man. We're going to fucking bring this shit up here. We're going to do some screen sharing. Any more questions in the chat? That was a great one, Kenny. That really brought us into like a. We felt we kind of fell down a hole there real quick. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: But I agree with you. I think the, I think the thing is Damien is always strongest when you pair him with somebody else where he could play off of that other person. Is what That's the thing we've noticed so far with the character. I don't think – we've had a few people try to write him by himself for the most part, and it doesn't quite hit. I know some people say that the newest series is okay. I read the first two issues, and I was like, eh, not for me too much.
0: Oh, you mean for Damien?
1: Um, yeah, I'm talking about Damien.
0: Yeah, I don't like Damien either. Just just because do not I d I don't I don't think he's a good character. Like I get it that he's Batman's son, but I just don't think anybody's doing the right thing with him yet. They always go back to him being a piece of shit, which is and unfortunate. An assassin. He's, yeah. He's and a that's, piece of that's shit old. And
1: he's an
0: yeah, it is there's no growth. And that's why I miss the whole Super son stuff or him being teamed up with Dick. He needs to be teamed up with somebody. Again, he needs to just be anchored and then and learn to grow and stuff like that. Cause he's basically just a villain, then really, you know? Mm-hmm. It's you could change the
1: character for the better, but I think you could also kind of change him for the worse. Remember what they did with Red Hood? They took away his guns. Red Hood doesn't yeah. isn't lethal anymore. So I'm like, he's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he's just Batman with the Red Hood with right. the red mask now.
0: Uh, so here's the uh, Red Robin series here. God, this is such a good series. Dude, I would kill
1: for Garth Ennis to write a Red Hood series. Just You don't even need to make it in continuity, make it a black label book.
0: They really should bring it back because even if it was because the thing with this series is it, it's grounded and rooted and it only exists because of that death of Batman mm-hmm. you know trope right and once that was over this this series was over but it could have done so much more with it there was a lot of potential for this character
1: they rushed Bruce back like, Bruce was like dead and then two months later. Oh yeah, we're Bruce is lost in time and we're gonna get him, we're gonna bring him back somehow.
0: Yeah. I forgot how good this series was, dude. Are we doing a reread of this? You want to do one? I would like to, yeah.
1: I think it's on DC on the DC app. I'm pretty sure I can pull it up.
0: Well, it's available okay. other means as well. Again, anybody any by any means necessary, read this book. It's 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 so un- under underappreciated.
1: Give me a second. I'm gonna see if it's on the DC app willing to bet that it is. And just so you know how old it is, there's Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern advertising on the Yeah, when they were
0: promoting it, hoping that it was going to be like the savior <laughs> of, 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 or, or the start of a new comic book thing. Yeah. Oh, look, Even this one, when he teams up with Ray al Ghul. And um, this is like one of the first times I think that I remember, God, what's the artist's name here? Um, Francis Manipold. I mm. was doing all the covers. Yes. Is this uh, Alex Ross? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was such a great series, dude.
1: It's up there. The whole thing's on here. Is it? I'm pretty sure the whole thing is on here, yeah. What's
0: the oh. What's the name of the DC app again?
1: Uh, DC Infinite.
0: Oh, yeah. What oh, is it? This oh,
1: DC Infinite? Yeah, I'm adding this to the list tonight. I'm starting this again tonight. I'm going to sit down with that
0: oh man yeah and then that's is, is that superboy on there too check that out too because i don't have the app so i'm not looking
1: man I, when, the, when the dc infinite app first started i was like this thing is garbage it's not that great you're missing so it was much. weak at first you know because yeah, they didn't have anything up there they just no, had like the classics but now they've gotten it so much better where there's a lot of great stuff
0: That's one of those things where it was just like, it just took time to, oh, I got to sign up if I can even search. Oh my God. Yep. His Superboy is here. Oh my God. That's such a good series. Yeah. All the issues are here.
1: It only lasted 11 issues. God damn it.
0: Was it only 11 issues?
1: It was only 11 issues, unfortunately.
0: Is, this, is the book out of print? Ah, uh, man. There's one on Amazon, but it's like 40 bucks. And it's probably from some dirt bag. <laughs> it's from Jay Bragg.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this this oh also real quick, just this original first volume of Superboy from the new fifty two was awesome as well. Where I he was that. just like a cyborg.
1: Whoa, that twenty ninety nine omnibus, holy shit.
0: Yeah. Is it really what we well, that's cover price, yeah. Oh, dude, that's the standard price these days for uh, for omnis, I think, for the most part. Really, I think so. Because the speaking of Batman and Robin, that that new printing of Batman and Robin that just came out, I think, like last week or the week before was like 150. What the? Fuck? So I think 125 is about the, the current rate. Oh, wait, actually, I'm sorry, this is, this is 150. That one twenty five is a discount on Amazon. So the the normal cover price is one fifty.
1: Yeah.
0: So how many are getting back? Or are you getting up into that point of things? Yeah.
1: Hey, we missed you talking about the con. How'd it go? Last week we didn't get a chance for you to talk about it.
0: Oh, dude. Yeah, the con was a great time, man. I had a great time walking around. Um. It's it's a local show here for me. So it's like, I know everybody, everybody knows me. I get, I get to really run into people a lot. I ran into Lionheart, an Omni bro, in the chat. I think he's in the chat now. We hung up, we hung out for a while. We, 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 you know, toured the, the floor. He stayed with me and he, and we were like hopping around booths. He got to see me haggle some comic books. You know, I bought that, that Daredevil number seven. He got to see me haggle some prices and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's a great show, man. I like it. It's all the people I know. Because I'm really deep rooted into the comic book community here because of all the stores I've worked at and things of the sort, of tech. Right. so I really get to run into a lot of old friends and things like that. So it's a great show, man. It, it's a lot smaller than usual. Usually, Amazing Las Vegas is a is a is a larger show. Um, it's smaller this time around. I'm guessing maybe they were just trying to test it out, you know, because it's the first show that we've had back since since the pandemic shut everything down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to. Go, they don't want to go full blown. Hey, here's everybody. Yeah, I don't think they just wanted to overstep it. And plus, it was a really busy weekend that weekend. It was, um, God, it was. There was like a the 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 Canelo fight was that weekend here <laughs> in Vegas. Um, yeah. there was some kind of concert. There was a Raider game that weekend. It was a packed, packed weekend. Oh damn! So maybe that had a, maybe that influenced it or something like that. But it was great. Like Peter David was there. Um, Roy Thomas, James Teeny the Fourth was there. They had a uh, spe- you know we got this Spider Man 2099 book up. Rick Leonardi was there and Peter David. You know they're both involved with Spider Man 2099. So it was, they had some great some fun guests, but it was really kind of it was small. Yeah, Jim Chung was yeah. there. That was awesome. I hung out with Jim yeah. Chung for a while. He did that awesome Doctor Doom sketch for me.
1: That was so, great. I love that Doctor Doom sketch. Yeah. You um. You, you sent us a photo, of Peter David, and I saw him, and I was like, "Oh no, 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 no! We've lost too many this year." Please, no. but yeah, uh, he's getting said, no, he's
0: getting a little out of. He's not looking the best, you know. Yeah. But he's dude. He was like on. He, I went to a panel he was at, and he was he's sharp at attack. Like he is. He's still <laughs> super sharp. He was up there just talking, you know, all kinds of because it was a it was a it was a panel about these popular storylines in the mcu Mm -hmm. and it was the creators that those storylines came from so they had roy thomas who invented you know uh the vision peter david who did you know smart hulk or merged hulk um rick holbert was on there and he was the one that did the original what if issue of what if jane foster became thor So they were up there talking about, oh, you know how interesting it was to see their characters come to life on the screen and who else they would like to see happen on there. And he was up there just really sharp at the tag, dude. He was great. He was talking about how great John Carter of Mars, that movie John Carter of Mars was, even though nobody Mm -hmm. went to go see it. Because apparently Mm -hmm. people thought it was a a Star Wars ripoff, which is (laughs) silly considering that John Carter predates even Superman. You know, he's been around since the turn of the century. So, yeah. Yeah, but it was great though.
1: Yeah, it's always it's always funny when uh, people don't do their homework, and it's like, no, you guys don't know anything about literature. John Carter has been around right for years, <laughs> and Lucas Lucas was what he was, but Lucas stole because that's flat out what he did oh, yeah. had a lot of shit to make Star Wars, which is fine. All the directors yeah. do it. All directors do it, but you know, you art influences stuff. art. Yeah, absolutely. You read stuff like Dune. You read stuff like the John Carter books, and you're like, "Oh, you motherfucker, you stole all of this from Dune, yeah. from John Carter, from seven from fucking samurai movies, yeah. from well, Kurt Tower stuff."
0: Lucas wanted to do a Flash Gordon movie, and he yeah. he couldn't for whatever reason. So that's where kind of Star Wars spun out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, dude, Darth Vader is 1,000 percent Doctor Doom in space. Yeah. So, speaking of Darth Vader mm-hmm. James Earl Jones is, is uh, retired from doing hey, the voice yeah. of Darth Vader he said he's yeah, that's it I'm done he signed over the rights his voice rights yeah. to so I going. guess Lucas and then whatever like, whatever that software is I guess or whatever where you can kind of deep fake the voice and just put things together so they can always use his voice as Darth Vader forever but yeah, he just yeah. won't be recording any new lines
1: so he's done, but the, the fact is that there's so much of his voice out there. Like, okay, yeah, we're good. We we can figure something out. Yeah. You know, especially nowadays where you have the software I and mean, fuck in rogue one you had a uh, General Tarkin who the actor's been dead for years. They brought him back. So yeah. they can do it. It's getting creepy. It's getting a little
0: bit weird, I think. You know? There's gonna be no need for actors at one point. It's all just it's gonna be just easily done digitally. Or even like uh, Bruce Willis. He's not acting anymore, but I think he signed away some of his rights so they could use his his face for other productions and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's 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 getting a little bit weird as far as where tech is going and stuff like that. Where you're getting all these deep fakes and things, and you're de aging actors, and it's getting better and better every mm-hmm. friggin' time we see it nowadays. So it's man, it's weird it's hard to
0: tell the you can't really skirt the line anymore like because before you can watch something and be like oh that's cgi that's cgi that's cgi yeah. nowadays you're like i know that's cgi because it's it's the dragons don't exist but damn is that realistic you it's
1: know good dude and you mm-hmm. see so i i still have not come back to rings of power it's just not it didn't do it for me in the first two episodes um
0: you don't but- like the uncle fucking
1: are you talking about game of thrones or rings
0: of power Oh wait, I was thinking Game of the Thrones now. Damn it, I'm mean, getting those things mixed up. They're very similar. Like I was about to say, wait, the Tolkien estate let them do that. <laughs> okay, so you're talking about uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, so you didn't, yeah. go, you didn't go back on that?
1: Nah, man. I tried watching the first two episodes, and I kept falling asleep. And I'm just like, this, this might not be it for me. Um, I like my fantasy. I, I love Tolkien. Mm-hmm. I, I respect what he brought with Lord of the Rings and how it, he is basically the grandfather, the father of fantasy novels. I, mm. I respect it, but it's a bit, it, I, like, I like my fantasy with a bit more crunch to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it's, it needs to have a bit more bite. And I think the problem with me is, and I will fully admit this, there have been so many fucking great fantasy series and books and stuff like that that this feels kind of playing it a little bit safe from what I saw, and it was just not doing it for me.
0: No, I understand. I I, I don't I don't disagree. I, I've been watching it. I'm enjoying it, but it's it's it, there's a lot of storylines going on. There's like six different storylines. Okay, so you have like. Galandriel, you have the uh the other um that one elf that nobody likes because he's not white, right? Um
1: <laughs> he's Puerto Rican, right? Isn't that what he is? I'm not
0: sure what the actor is. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think
1: he's Puerto Rican and people were
0: but he's like the baddest, he's like the baddest ass in that in that mm-hmm. show. Like if you're looking mm-hmm. for action and adventure and stuff you're getting it through that storyline. The Glandril yeah. st- storyline is, is just been stifled. It's really nothing. Just the the most recent episode it finally picked back up. Like it's like oh, they finally they moved the needle a little bit in terms of like okay, maybe next something's going to go on. You know, it's it's been a lot of just talking. Right? Yeah. Especially that Galandriel storyline. Um god, there's the other storyline with the, the the kid who finds the sword. Like there's a lot of storylines going on the the um The not the not hobbit people, the half foots or whatever they're called, hardfoots. Yeah. That storyline. And it's just it's a lot to kind of keep up. And then you you know it's one of those things where there's multiple storylines. You're like, this is the storyline I'm interested in. You gotta wait through like three or four of the storylines you don't really care about to get to the storyline that you're interested
1: in. Is it so I think and correct me if I'm wrong, from the sounds of it, it sounds like they bit off way more than they can chew. They've got way too much going on because the thing about Lord of the Rings is its its beauty is in its simplicity, where mm-hmm. the story is ultimately, good guy, bad guy, we have to take the ring up to this place, destroy yep. it, we win. That's it. That's that's it. at its core. That's pretty much what it is. Along the way, you get different characters, you get fleshed out into this world and stuff like that, and that's that's awesome. But Lord of the Rings as itself <coughs> is very simple.
0: It's, it's a linear story. Yeah. Yes. And, is this just- and that's the thing with this one. It's just there's so much going on. Eventually, they're all going to merge together, of course. But it's just like, when's it going to start picking up? When are we going to start getting some answers? Especially, you know, again, that Galadriel storyline is just like, is it really Sauron coming back? Is oh my god, is is the dark forces really just kind of waiting in the wings, getting stronger and stronger without us knowing? And it's just like, okay, you've been saying that for four episodes. Like, let's let's keep going. Let's keep going and see where this comes. Hmm. But uh, House of Dragons has been great. Oh, oh. So Lord of the Rings, either way, it's beautiful. Like it's it's expensive. Like you can see the money they put into yeah. it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's the most expensive. It's the most expensive TV series ever made. Amazon sunk. I think it's like close to a billion dollars into the whole fucking thing, and they are, they are gambling hard on this. And I gotta be honest with you, I don't know if it's necessarily gonna pay off for them. I don't know if we're gonna get another season of this based on just what I've seen online, where a lot of people. I mean, you get your stereotypical idiot racist and stuff like that. Oh, elves can't do this and stuff like that. Fictional characters, okay? (laughs) There are dragons. There are talking trees.
0: There's orcs.
1: I think we can let the fact that there's a black elf slide, guys, or a Hispanic elf. I think we'll be okay. Um, So you get your typical those, but I think also it's just not – I think in general it's just not connecting with a general audience. Remember Mm – so I'll use this as an example. Remember when Invincible hit, where everybody was watching Invincible, going, "What the fuck is this?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> it caught like wildfire, right? And it was the same thing with the boys. Where the boys caught like wildfire. I'm not seeing the same thing with this. Where the general, you've got the Tolkien nerds who they will eat up anything because they absolutely love Tolkien and they want to mm-hmm. see the interpretations of it. But I don't think this is catching with the general
0: audience. Yeah, I hear you because. <sighs> there's no hook yet yeah like with Invincible, there was a hook the first episode you see that it's omni-man that kills everybody right the first like first or was that the second episode but they released it all together whatever yeah. it was so you got your 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 first taste you're like oh okay now i'm hooked in there's something that's kind of keeping me involved with the story and it's not so much of that with, with lord of rings yet and again it's already like four or five ish five episodes in Mm-hmm. And there's no quite hook other than just like okay, well let's, t- let's keep seeing where this is going. Oh, more orcs. Oh, who's this? Who's this guy that's like the leader of the orcs now? And there's just a lot of questions, no answers yet for me. And I'm, I want the answers, and I'm sticking around for it because I'm liking it. My wife and I are, are enjoying it together. Mm-hmm. But it just isn't like, oh, dude, did you see what happened? Like it's this. Oh my god, like you know, there's there's no like talking point to it yet. Yeah.
1: Which guys, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're going to, because they, they're shifting things around so much in Invincible. If we get the Viltramite War in the second season. Of-
0: if you guys haven't read Invincible yet, oh, 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 you don't, you're God. not ready for season two or season oh, three, especially season yeah. three, I think.
1: I think that's going to be three because you got to build up so much to the Viltramite War. There's so much. Oh, yeah.
0: Wait, wait till Conquest shows up. Oh, oh, oh. wait to, I think her name is, uh, I think it's pronounced uh, uh, Anissa when Anissa yeah. shows up or Trog. Forget it. Yeah forget it. nobody's ready for. It. If you think the first season was like, oh wow, this is wild and crazy and violent. Yeah. No. <laughs> if you think if you think Omni-Man is a bad guy, just no, it's he's doing all of this for a legit good guy reason. Yeah. Okay, a legit good yeah, guy that's... reason. Yeah. And, and it's because of these Viltrumites right showing up because it's it's one of those things where if Omni-Man's not the one that destroys the world, or you know, enslaves the world. It's gonna be the Viltramites. And it's way and worse. And he's trying to prevent the, the Viltramites from doing it because it they is, are going to be the most brutal enslavers ever. It is
1: way worse when they eventually arrive and stuff like yeah. that. I remember reading how that and en- how that war ended, and I was just mm-hmm. like, Oh my god, this is not good, how this how this played out for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, he's 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 trying to be the lesser of two evils, you know. Oh, it's so good. I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing everybody's reaction to like conquest and, and oh, if they do Anissa the way they do it in the in the the comics or the controversial stuff, forget about it. It's gonna break the it's gonna break the internet in half. Yeah, when
1: and and. It's really when we get to Conquest and we get to the Viltramite War and stuff like that where we start losing some of our favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And the body count starts stacking up really high, really quick during that. It's yeah. it's a war. And that's one of the things mm-hmm. that – Kirkman has been accused of a lot of things in his writing. I think sometimes he kills off characters just for shock value. But once you start getting into the Viltramite War, it hits heavy. And when he starts – definitely, when he starts – Thinning the herd and starts killing off characters. Mm -hmm. They do not die in grandiose ways. They just flat out die in the in the battle.
0: There's some bad stuff going on. I'm looking forward to that. They're 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 doing the voice. They're recording the voices and everything. I guess apparently. So sooner or later we're going to get that second season. Do you remember
1: the one that with the skeleton? He lights up. He or she, I should say, lights up his own skeleton. I don't want to give that away
0: uh it's not ringing a bell
1: it's a great moment it's a great moment i can't wait to see it animated
0: because i i haven't read all of invincible i stopped i think after the Viltramite war oh so wow. no that's after or what like i think not that i stopped like oh this is gross or done you know i just kind of i just kind of fell off after like issue like 100 or something
1: i think it peaks there i think okay. once once you hit Viltramite war and then after that it it just peaks, and there's not. It's not like there's nothing good after that, but you just don't hit those same highs for me.
0: Yeah, same with the mm-hmm. Walking Dead. Where after the prison, it, it's it doesn't really reach a high water mark again for a while.
1: No, no. I think I think Kirkman went way too long with that series, to be honest with you. <laughs> I th- I honestly think he did. It, yeah. I, I tell this to everybody. Okay, the first forty-eight issues of the Walking Dead are brilliant. Mm -hmm. here's the best horror comics that you're going to get you're going to love all these characters you're going to hate certain characters you're going to grow to love certain characters that you hate and then after issue 48 it kind of takes a dive for for a long time and then you meet negan and Negan's a pretty cool character and it gives it some juice in the story but then after a while you start seeing this is the same fucking story over and over again you're just repeating the same beats
0: Uh, James in the chat, how much longer do you think, or how much longer, how much longer do you think Kirkman will bring back Invincible in a new series? How long do you think it'll be before he brings back Invincible? I think he's done with it. I don't know. Maybe like a mini series or maybe a one shot at the most, but I don't know if he's going to bring back the series. I don't think he will.
1: I mean, Kirkman, because Kirkman had always said, Walking Dead will have an ending, but Invincible Mm -hmm. could be the series that he could just keep writing and writing and writing. And eventually he was just done with the series, which is fine. It happens. I think he's just going to let it be for now. Honestly, I don't, I don't see why, why bring it back? It has an ending.
0: He's never been a guy to have like spinoffs of the series either. Walking dead has always been walking dead. It wasn't like walking. It's not like with the the TV show where it's like fear of the walking dead and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's always been that singular series. And I don't think he's ever came back to a series. I would, not that I don't want him to. I would love more invincible, but I agree. I think he might have. He might just be like, I, "I've told my story, and I'm I'm good with it." I think he has. It's not like-, like it's not like Marvel, where it's like, "Oh, hey, we have a movie coming out about the Eternals, so let's do a just big, massive crossover event with the Eternals."
1: Yeah, and then after the movie's out, let's never even acknowledge the internals yeah. exist anymore.
0: Yeah. Or even like, oh hey, uh this there's, there's gonna be a World War Hulk movie, so let's do another World War Hulk comic. <laughs> or let's do Civil War II.
1: Ah, Civil War II. What a train wreck that was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. it
0: did bring us drunk Riley reviews though.
1: It yes, it did. And that was still one of my favorite moments where Riley is taking shot after shot after shot, trying to explain to us Civil war ii and what yeah. happened in that shitty book god that was terrible man we really we usually don't we usually don't talk bad about books on this show because no. we if we were to talk bad about every single book that we so I, I should clarify that <laughs> if we were to ever mention all the bad books we read on this show that it'd be a
0: mile long it, it right. would because and plus, you know, it would just end up being nothing but bad stuff to talk about. Right. And we're, We don't want to be sitting here being all negative and pointing out all the bad stuff and jumping on negativity with more negative.
1: Right. So we tend to focus more on the positive stuff that we read. Um, every once in a while, we'll throw in, you know, because it happens, hey, this wasn't that good.
0: Yeah. Or people ask our opinion, you know. hmm We never really come out and go, like, Hey. This show is, or this movie or this comic book is terrible. It's usually somebody goes, hey, what do you guys think about this? And then we'll bring it up real fast or something.
1: Yeah. Know? We tend to stay pretty positive. And that's one of the things yeah. that I think uh, a lot of people like about our show.
0: And that's why we talk about Jeff Lemire's Superboy or Red Robin. Yes, we do. Have You you haven't started
1: any Black Hammer yet, right?
0: No, I haven't read Black Hammer. I, won't, I was contemplating getting that. Trey Paperback Omnibus. That came Ooh. out a couple of weeks ago. But no, I haven't read any of that stuff yet. You should. I think you'd dig it. I, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I want to. Because, it's again, it's one of those... Again, you know, we don't really read... Well, you, you kind of do a little bit digitally, like, single issues. So I don't know what good series are out there. And I don't want to just keep buying single issue after single issue after single issue after single issue to try and find books that i want because i don't want it to store all those single issues so i've been just kind of waiting in the, in the in the wings as a trade waiter to hear what people are enjoying and then jump on jump on it when it comes out in trade mm. like when that chip jadarsky batman series comes out in the hardcover i'm mm. there i'm yeah. there because everybody keeps talking about it um same with things like firepower you know, I jumped on it because everybody was talking about how good it was. You know, and I'm waiting for that. So, and that's the same thing with Black Hammer. I've heard nothing but good things about. it. So, I want to check it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think we about- I don't have the
0: time to read garbage anymore. Is what I'm. Yeah. Saying.
1: No, th- and there's so much good stuff out there. I'm I'm mm-hmm. a pretty voracious reader. I read a lot, <laughs> a whole lot. I just mm-hmm. I find it entertaining. I find I find it calming. Um, like right now, I just finished. I mentioned this on the show last week. I finished the first book, the second book, I should say, of Stormlight Archive. That was over a thousand pages, and I knocked that out. And I'm already at the book here, <laughs> about uh, 150 pages. I read 100 this morning from My Heart is a Chainsaw. Really fun slasher book. And I'm reading right now Sean Murphy's White Night stuff. So there is plenty of. Is that of White Night
0: stuff collected? How's it collected, I should say? Is it, is it all, know. is there one, like, book, or are they all separate? Maybe it's the people in the chat separate. Know, yeah. it, all it, separate I all separate.
1: I think it's pretty separate right now. They're split up into trades and stuff like that. It's, fuck, it's White Knight, Curse of the White Knight, Harley Quinn. And if I'm missing anything, guys, correct me, because I just started reading. Um,
0: There's that Batman movie, Beyond but, one that just came out, too. The right? Batman
1: Beyond one looks fucking badass.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: And there's, I think, a Red Hood one, if I'm not mistaken, or there will be one. Um, Sean Murphy's been posting a lot of the um, Batman Beyond stuff on his Instagram page, and it looks great. (laughs) I mean, Sean Murphy's an awesome artist.
0: Yeah. Also, I'm going to pick up uh, anything Tom Taylor. I've never read any Tom Taylor stuff, Mm. and all I've heard has been great stuff about everything, whether it's... DC deceased, all the way up to um, God, what is he doing? Everybody's loving these days. Um, fudge, I forget, but it seems like anything with Tom Taylor's name on it's been glorious. Mm,
1: yeah, he's he's kind of the it go to guy right now. We, we're uh, it's it's always fascinating to see somebody's star rise and then fall just as quickly. Uh, and this is nothing against the man from all I've heard, he's a very sweet man, but. Donnie Cates was the it guy about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason he got on that Hulk book and he like I I don't think I've ever seen somebody's star crash that fucking hard that <laughs> so it's wild, man. It's crazy. You know and it's not you like can't always, you like can't always stuff. hit
0: homers, you know.
1: Yeah, it's not like he's not putting out good stuff because he is putting out good stuff. His store run I've heard is
0: still solid. Mm-hmm.
1: It's that Hulk book, whatever it is, it just went. Broom.
0: It might have been just too big of an idea. Yeah. where it's bruce banner controlling hulk as a like a mech or like a spaceship kind of thing or yeah. something from my understanding
1: it doesn't help that he just came off of <laughs> a modern day that he's doing oh, God. God. that, that like,
0: immortal hulk yeah forget it, dude. it. <laughs> dude And that's the thing with the hulk is that it's, it's it's hard to do there's a lot of hulk out there and but very little of it is like essential yeah. right yeah. i mean yeah. like up until, like, Peter David, it's all just, like, Hulk versus the Army for the most part. And, you know, Monsters of the Week and weird stuff like that, too, you know? But the character itself didn't really become, like, developed, like, significantly until Peter David. Yeah. And then because I love Maestro. I think Maestro's one of the, the coolest, like, versions of a Hulk that they, we've ever gotten, you know?
1: Yeah. And then there's a lot of... Uh,
0: yeah, stuff. and there's all... Eh, whatever. And, but it's always one of those things where, like... It's a, it's a dud, and then all of a sudden something une- unexpected happens, like some new nobody writer jumps on board, and then it, mm-hmm. it blows up again. So you got stuff like the Peter David run, and then after that, it's kind of a whatever book until so. Bruce, Bruce Jones, that Bruce Jones run, oh. where, where uh, uh, Banner's on the run. hmm and then after that like uh, mark wade did a run I had an interesting concept but i don't know if it really panned out that well and then oh mortal hulk what's this immortal hulk in mortal hulk in mortal, mortal hulk and then this is like, okay this is it's going back to its kind of horror story body 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 horror like idea and stuff and that was just a banger every every issue was just right. like the book to read
1: and Man Forty, Bill Mantlo's Hulk is well regarded. How did you did you work at a comic shop when that Red Hulk stuff was coming out? I am who's the trying writer? to
0: remember if I was working at one or not. I thought probably was. I probably was. Who was the writer on the Red Hulk? Stuff? Oh my Jeff, god, Jeff Jeff uh, Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb, right, 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 right. How
1: would you feel about the Jeff Loeb stuff?
0: I liked it. It was, it's one of those things. So it, it, it's, it's, it's I was there for Ed McGinnis. It's I was there for Ed fun. McGinnis. The art Dude. is gorgeous. Yeah. Ed McGinnis' Hulk is untouchable. Like he yeah. draws some of the best Hulk, I think. Um, no, it was good, but it was just, it's, it's, it takes a while to kind of get the reveal and actually a footing on the character. All right. And it's just Hulk kicking everybody's butt. and doing things hulk shouldn't really be able to do you know like you know carry thor's hammer around and 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 stuff like that but it it's 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 great i liked it a lot um but it was just after ed mcginnis left the book i think my my enjoyment of that book probably dropped like 65 percent because then he kind of got on these artists who just the the artwork wasn't doing it for me like ian churchill came in and he had his cartoony Mm -hmm. style and it it didn't work for Mm -hmm. me and things of the sorts like that and then the idea of like oh okay we all know who red hulk is it's obvious wait it's it's thunderbolt ross it doesn't make sense you know it's one of those kinds of things too the reveal was kind of just didn't didn't hit right yeah but i remember that
1: being huge i remember when that was coming out that was actually that red hulk reveal everybody was wondering like
0: who the fuck is red hulk Yeah, well, because everybody thought it was going to be Steve Tolbert, because mm -hmm. the whole laser beam that caused it to happen, Steve Tolbert was right there and got hit by it too or something during uh, World War Hulk. Mm
1: -hmm. It did end up giving us that Red Hulk series by uh, Jeff Parker, I think it was, was it Parker? Oh, that was
0: great stuff, the Jeff Parker, Gabriel Hardman stuff, (laughs)
1: yeah. That was so much fun,
0: dude. Where, 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 where it was Hulk getting like, his butt kicked again, where it's like, okay, you, <laughs> Iron Man came in and beat him up, and Thor came in and beat him back up, and he, all these characters getting these like revenges on him and stuff.
1: <laughs> it was so much fun because he had been – so for those of you – this is another underrated gem that you guys definitely should pick up, is the Jeff Parker Red Hulk stuff that he did.
0: Yeah, it it is, starts later in the series, like issue 40 or something like that. Yeah,
1: Right, right. I don't think it even lasted that long. And the general premise is, Red Hulk has been kind of depowered. So they scale the power level down with him. And you've got a bunch of people that are like, oh, you motherfucker!" and And they, they come after him and they just want revenge. And it's him fighting all these people. I think the first issue is, or one of the first issues is, like you said, him versus Iron Man. And mm-hmm. Iron Man whoops his ass throughout that book. And oh, it's yeah. so much, it's a fun book.
0: It's a good, it's it's a good series, dude. Because it was just like, okay, well, it, it's great because it was kind of getting stag for a while, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. It was okay, you know. All right, I guess we're just kind of running through the hoops of things, and then Jeff Jeff Parker comes on. And like, oh, okay, now we got a new vision and new idea, and it worked. Yeah. Uh, James Abel, let's see. Uh, Batman White Knight has a oversized hardcover. Curse of the White Knight has an oversized hardcover that comes out this week. He thinks. All the other stuff is in trade paperbacks and floppy still. So they are like, I need to get that stuff because that first White Knight was was so good. Was so good. A really another interesting take on on Joker, which is usually like, oh god, another another like another Joker. twist on the Joker like like trope. All right, I guess. But it was like, okay, this one this one really works and really makes Batman look like the bad guy. <laughs> you know, when he's like stuffing all the medicine down his face. Yeah,
1: James Abel. What are the White Knight books? It's White Knight, Curse of the White Knight. Is it the Harley Quinn book? And are they doing Beyond now or was there a Red Hood book? I vaguely remember something involving Red Hood before that. Cuz <clears throat> there's quite a few of them out there now. I love the fact that Sean Murphy's the DC is just like, "Yeah, go have your own universe, Sean." Yeah. All fun. Go go do your
0: thing. And it works. And he's yeah. just like and he's kicking total total ass on it. Yeah. What's well, fun stuff. It's great. The White Knight stuff has been fantastic, and I'm sick of the fucking Joker. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How, how many times do we talk about, you know what, just put the Joker in retirement for a while? Like, please. That's when, yeah. Please. But then he does me. this twist where he makes, you know, Joker the good guy. That's right.
1: Yeah. There needs, please, DC, I am begging you. Somebody's at the door. Somebody drop something off. I am begging you, DC, there needs to be a memorandum. No Joker stories for at least a year. Just give me a year. I don't need the Joker. Mm-hmm. You've got a huge fucking rogues gallery of villains. Yeah, do something with them,
0: please. Develop the other ones a, a bit more.
1: Yeah, please. Just do something with them. Professor Pig, give me something with fucking Professor Pig. Okay, yeah. Psycho Pirate. I think that's his name, right? Psycho Pirate. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck. Give me something with him.
0: Yeah, give us more Bane. Give us another like interesting Riddler take. You know, some something like that. You know, dude, Batman has the best rogue gallery, and it's just the Joker being used a lot of the times. It feels like. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Update some of these characters. I mean, I don't know if it, it's it just not to be like that anti corporate comic book kind of you know like you know discussion, but it just feels like. They're playing it safe, right? They don't want yeah. to change their characters. They don't want to evolve the characters anymore or something like that. Because once you do, it's, it, it changes the idea of, like, okay, is this going to be a sellable item more? You know, stuff of the sorts like that. Uh, James Abel, thanks for the reply back, brother. Uh, we have White Knight, Curse of the White Knight. Mm-hmm. White Knight presents Von Fries. White Knight presents Harley Quinn. Um, and presents the, uh, and White Knight presents Red Hood. And then currently Batman Beyond White Knight is the ongoing series.
1: I need to to read that. I need to read that red hood series. I didn't
0: realize there was that much. I thought it was just like three series.
1: I need to read that red hood. Because I bet that's good. I bet he actually shoots his guns. (laughs) (laughs) Actually has his guns. He's probably out there
0: murking fools. Yeah. Oh
1: my god. Sean Murphy? Yeah, he probably is actually. It
0: probably looks amazing. I'm sure he probably drives some badass motorcycle knowing Sean Murphy. And you know, he's such a gearhead hmm
1: He is he's a motorcyclist. I think he has a tattoo of like a gear shift or something on his hand. I yeah.
0: Guess. So cool. Yeah, thanks again for that, James.
1: Well, it's only two issues. Uh boo two
0: issues and two issues. I mean, you know. I know. Give it give it give it to me, and give it to me. Good. I <laughs> don't care how long it is.
1: It's crazy to me in the last few years how much that black label um,
0: imprint has improved. Has it? I've not touched anything of it? Any it of it? Well, because yeah, God, three jokers is just enough. I was just like, I'm done. I'm I'm burnt out with that.
1: Yeah. I think it's
0: gotten better. Ba- I think that's the last time that you know because we don't like we talked about we don't really talk about bad stuff on here. But man, yeah. that was the last time that we were like we went off on something that we just didn't like.
1: It, I I think I was the only one where. I held my ground, and I was like, it's not great, but I don't think it's terrible. I think the art really is the saving grace of that book because Mm -hmm. that art is gorgeous. I mean, the writing is what it is, but the art is fantastic in that book. Oh, yeah. And the ending is...
0: Jason Fabok should have been a superstar because of that book. He stepped it up. He stepped it up.
1: That was, that was him leveling up. Yeah. I it was... think
0: like everybody gets like, like Clay Man gets a lot of play now because of the stuff that he was doing. But it's like, dude, like, did everybody just forget about Jason Fabach? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I mean, off my I mean, shelves.
0: I, I think it's worse than that. They are fine changing their characters, but then as soon as the change happens, they start changing things back any way they can. Uh, they do like permanent change. Bless them. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. In regards to what? Like, just sure. the idea of like you know why they're not doing things different with the rogues gallery right. characters yeah you know fucking clayface yes Give me a clayface. clayface needs to be like a body horror storyline or something
1: like we've talked about this how's that not been
0: done that's so simple
1: it writes itself yeah yeah especially in today's day an aging days.
0: actor who who you know is trying to re- recapture his youth You know, gets the clay or whatever, and it it takes too much of it. It Gets addicted to it, and it becomes this weird body horror thing,
1: dude. Especially in today's day and age, with social media and how everybody's striving to portray themselves as this perfect person, and like your skin is flawless and everything with all these filters Mm -hmm. and all this bullshit and stuff. I'm like, there is a story to be told there. I bet it would be really good with clayface.
0: Yeah. Oh. Off the shelf says they don't like permanent change. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh, that's okay. well, and that's the thing. Like hot. things like you know permanent change. It, yeah, they need to evolve. I mean, even like Kenny, credit saying that on the next kind of chat here. Is comic book characters have to evolve for newer readers and even the long readers, the long running readers too. Yeah, it, it, we need something. And that's the thing too, Kenny. Is a lot of people want the same thing over and over again, and and they've been, yeah. for some reason the corporate overlords. Have subscribed to that that idea. That's the idea that they're fixated on. No, just give them what they want. Give them the same thing over again. Give them the same thing over again. No, give me give me something good. Give yeah. me a, a, a give me a, you know give me a body horror clayface. Mm-hmm. Give me a sympathetic Mister Freeze who's doing all this because his wife is sick and he has her frozen until you could find the cure. You know things of the sorts yeah. like that. You know.
1: Yeah, it's but it's such a fine line because when you change something to because we are I'm not going to say this. Okay. For all intents and purposes, we are very spoiled as as a fandom because we've done so much good shit in the last 10-15 years mainly from the Marvel side and stuff like that. And we want what we want and when they start changing things a bit too much, you get a lot of idiots online that start bitching and moaning because you're changing things too much. I mean, Jesus Christ, we saw how many people lost their shit over the fact that Namor is now from an Aztec origin and they changed that up which that looks fucking badass. Yep. I can't wait to see that on screen. So, I don't I don't even think fandoms mostly know what they want necessarily, and that's that's the difficult part is because when you're creating this stuff when you're writing when <laughs> and when you're directing and making art you your job is to give the audience not necessarily what they want but what they don't realize they want
0: yeah i think it's also you know it's a vocal minority about these things right yeah you know people don't it's like i don't know like i don't call my my cable company yeah. I mean, everything is good. I call them and, I, and I'm i upset about something or something's not working right or I need help, right? And that seems to be the thing with people who are, you know, who have a problem with something. They just want to just throw it out there and that's what they're listening to. It seems like negativity gets more attention than the positive
1: it does. stuff. No, it does. Yeah. It totally does. That's how you got these. YouTube and that's shows. the stuff
0: that makes things change is this negativity stuff. Or, oh, how come we just can't have this back the way it was? Or I liked the where it was like this before and people, so they just get into that mindset. It feels like it's not like, no, let's, Let's evolve, this, change, let take chances.
1: Right, right, right. And people need to realize Marvel and DC aren't making movies. They're not specifically making movies and they're making stuff to cater to the hardcore fans because the hardcore fans are this small in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things. They, they really are. But the problem is that social media and stuff like that has trained us to think what I say is so important and all these people around me agree with me that I have to be right, right? Not necessarily the case, man. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, especially if you're
0: like a clout chaser on on, on social media, the uh, negativity stuff gets you your attention.
1: There's going to be stuff they're going to change, and there's going to be stuff because they're trying to reach a broader audience. They just are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They they are. You know, they had to change. So a great example of this is Sandman. They've been faithful to what the spirit of Sandman is but they can't do the Sandman series from the books because Sandman is barely in the books. Yeah. So if you were to do the Sandman series from the books beat for beat, you would have a lot of people trying to watch the Netflix series going, where the fuck is the guy in all black and, like, with the mystical powers and stuff? Why am I watching this?
0: Yeah, so... I mean, you know, we talked about it before. You know, we'll see what happens. All right. So, all right. We're going to get ready to wind this down a little bit. It's been over an hour. So anybody has any more questions in the chat, give us a holler. Um, but anyways, so, yeah. It's, uh, now I really want to read that Red Robin, that Superboy, dude. God damn. I've been trying to read this uh, Generation X epic collection, the second volume, and mm-hmm. I'm just having a hard time getting through it. So I might need to just change up. So that might be a good change for me.
1: Brother, one of the best investments I made was this over the yep. the iPad, but like the newest version of the iPad, the oversized fucking huge as hell, like 13-inch yeah. monstrosity. Is that the um, Pro? This is the, yeah, this is the top of the line one. Okay. And I cannot recommend this enough to read comics on and stuff, for me personally, because I'm, I'm digital yeah. now for the most part.
0: I just want to Everything read the good that's books. Put- that's that's all I care about. Yeah. I just want to read good books and good stories that I can just fall into yeah. and just get into. I have the Marvel. But just, honestly, dude, there's so much good stuff out there, and I'm trying to get the books, and it's just becoming too much. I just don't want to get overwhelmed with unread books again. You know, I need to finish yeah. my those the immortal hulks. I want to get into the Sonic books, but you know, again, it's just like, I've oh, I'm trying to just read stuff, right? So I've heard that's anyway. good stuff, yeah. All right everybody. So let's go ahead and thank our sponsor one more time. This is brought to you all in part by instocktrades.com. You can find all the best deals for your omnibus, trade paperbacks, hardcovers, mangas, anything collected editions. You want to check out instocktrades.com. That's going to be the place for you to go each and every week for your new issue or your your new releases. Um, New releases now drop on Tuesdays at 9. I think it's 9 Pacific, 12 noon Eastern now. So they go out a little bit earlier. Um, Free shipping in the United States for all orders over $50 or more. Awesome packaging. Incredible customer service from our great friends over at InStockTrades.com. Everybody check them out um also with that said um the podcast again audio podcast find us on all your favorite Ooh. podcast platforms throw us a sub on there um i and think I us, might, i'm on that double check today i think we're like we're getting to the threshold where we can start monetizing that so we get a little bit more going our way to Yay. keep the likes on with the show and everything and review us please. So, every review helps yeah definitely you know what give us five star reviews if they pop up i'll definitely you know maybe you start reading them on the show or something like that so that's always interesting and fun and great, great support from everybody that's been listening and watching forever. We appreciate all you guys in the chat. Join us tomorrow, same Omni Bros time, same Omni Bros channel, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. No, wait, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern. Tomorrow is the $50 in stock trades giveaway. Our boy Kenny in the chat won last week or last month. So it's any buddy's game but you have to be here watching to win that gift card So, everybody uh, thanks a lot for showing up we'll catch everybody tomorrow oh Lou where can everybody find you at you have to unmute for that to work first my bad dude That's uh,
1: right now the only thing I mean just go watch my old YouTube stuff I mean I have Twitter but I've uninstalled it on my phone at this point Just because there's so much garbage on there, and let me tell you, removing Facebook and now I just pretty much removed Twitter, has been one of the best things for me. Oh my god, it's been one of the. I I recently just
0: deleted uh, the TikTok app off my phone, yeah. Because it's just I was just like I'm not getting anything out of this, like in terms of like. The things I'm watching, it's just, it's just, I'm not getting any, I'm, I'm going on there looking for comic book stuff and comic book people yeah. and things like that. Right. And the ones that I'm finding are just not doing it for me. So
1: whatever. it is, the, it is the weirdest shit because I, ca- I, there was about a 48 hour period where I would catch myself just reaching my, for my phone to go to Twitter. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't have this installed anymore. What am I, what yeah. am I doing? And I didn't even think about it. It was just almost instinct It's the weirdest
0: shit. Uh, speaking of social media, follow Omni Bros Live on Instagram. We are on Instagram. That's where I throw up all the stuff that we talk about, links to the show, news articles, and things of the fun stuff like that is on our Instagram. Um, and I'll say to everybody, I say it on there as well. Tag us, tag us in your hauls, tag us oh. in your shelfies there, and I'll I'll reshare mm-hmm. them in our story. That's always fun to look at and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Try to be more interactive there on the social media on Instagram because on Instagram it's a lot more interesting and fun, and it's all about books as opposed to other other things. So, follow us on Instagram. Uh, I follow back if you're a uh, an account that's uh, all about comic books and omnibuses. You know, I always I always follow back those accounts. If it's an account where you're on private, you know, I'm not going to request it if you're private. Obviously, you want it private. Um, or if I look and it's all like food or random things, if it's not comic book related, I don't follow back. So, but yeah, we're all there. Uh, follow us there, everybody have a great day and enjoy your Sunday, everybody. Peace.